Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 190 of Yoga Land. Hello. I've always been impressed with this, but I'm really impressed that people on TV like CNN or whatever it is, that they don't wave their hands around. It's so hard to not talk with my hands. Mm. Well, I think there's different schools of thought about that. Fair enough. Yeah. So I think I think your waving is, is, is not a bad thing. All right. So today we're going to continue our talk about home practice and talk about developing a plan for your home practice. Yeah. Because as we said in the last episode, it can be a little overwhelming when you get on your mat and you're like, I don't want to do an hour and a half, but what do I do? Am I doing a peak pose? Am I doing everything? Am I... How do I focus it? So let's just start with one of the issues that people have, which is deciding what to focus on. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons that people really struggle is that there's too many options, not too few options, Mm -hmm. right? And we don't really know where to start. I think the other thing has deeper roots. A lot of times, especially in contemporary vinyasa-based yoga, which I practice and teach, there's no clearly articulated plan from the teacher that is carried over a period of time that's letting you know what we're trying to do, what we're trying to build, what we're trying to learn, what we're trying to develop, right? And so we're kind of used to there in some ways being no plan. So when it becomes time for us to execute it, we just, we don't know what to do. There's an overwhelming set of options And we don't know where to go with it. Mm -hmm. One of the challenges that a lot of people I know are facing right now is like, where do I start? Mm -hmm. So I think you really have three straightforward, simple options, right? You have a bunch of options, but let's reduce it to three. So one of the things that you can do is you can just decide to have a balanced, blended, comprehensive practice. I'll talk about that in a moment. Another option you can do is focus on developing or working with a specific region of the body. And then another thing that you can do is focus on developing specific individual postures. So in order to have a complete, balanced, comprehensive practice, essentially you can break the body down into three regions. There's more than that, but I I think that this works pretty well. You think about what the shoulders are doing. You think about what the spine and core are doing. And you think about what the hip joints are doing. And if you have some basic understanding of yoga and anatomy, then you can take those three regions of the body and just spend a little bit of time focusing on doing a little bit of everything that those regions do, right? So I might say, okay, in my own practice, I'm gonna spend the first 10 minutes doing a little bit of everything the hips do. It will keep it as simple as like opening, right? I'm gonna do some hamstring openers. I'm gonna do some outer hip openers. I'm gonna do some front of hip and front of thigh openers. I'm gonna do some inner legs, some groin openers, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe for the next 10 minutes, I'm gonna do some simple twists. I'm gonna do some simple side bends. I'm gonna do some simple back bends. So you started with the shoulders when you were describing it. When I was describing. But you're saying- It could be in any order. Okay. Yeah, it really, so this could be in any order, but essentially it's just like for 10 minutes or so, focus on what the hips do. For 10 minutes or so, focus on what the torso does. For 10 minutes or so, focus on what the shoulders do. Yeah. Right? 
Because the thing is, is when you do this, then in a very simple way, you're kind of hitting your basic marks. And this is just a simple combination practice. You're saying, I have a body, it has hips, it has a torso, it has shoulders. In my practice, I'm just kind of getting in there and I'm just doing some of the things that those regions do. Uh Does that seem simple and make sense? Yep. So the other option, which I think is actually less overwhelming, is to take a specific region of the body and to focus on that region of the body. Now, we spoke in last conversation that every single class, you don't need to do everything that the body can do in every single class. You can, like we just spoke about, but you might, especially in this phase of your life, you might be a runner. And you might think to yourself, man, I have really tight hip flexors, really tight quads, really tight hamstrings. So your yoga practice doesn't necessarily have to be, from an asana perspective, a little bit of everything. It can be very specifically tailor-made to address your hamstrings, your hip flexors, your quads, your outer hips. Mm -hmm. So that would be a really simple way of just saying, you know what, I'm going to do a 15 to 30-minute yoga practice right now. And as I do it, I'm just going to focus on postures that get to those parts of my body. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Are you not thinking about like the difference between stretching and strengthening those areas? Or are you I, going for balance? I think right now what I'm really trying to think about is highly serviceable for everyone foundational practice. It'd be like if you were trying to teach me to juggle... I don't want you to give me too many balls to juggle. Mm-hmm. I want to have like two or three to deal with that mm-hmm. first, right? So I'm not really in this situation specifying. I think you can pick a region of the body and just focus on doing openers. You can pick a region of the body and just focus on doing strengtheners. If you have a little bit more skill and understanding, you can do more of a combined region. Okay. So I think I think either, right? Yeah. The the other kind of simple category of kind of making a plan or organizing is working backwards from individual postures, right? So you might decide to yourself, and I think this is probably even more for longer time consistent yoga practitioners, Mm -hmm. right? This week in our live stream classes that we've been doing with Love Story Yoga, we've been focusing on different versions of splits, different versions of Hanumanasana, right? That's going to work a little bit better for people who have more seasoning and they kind of know like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to work on Lotus or I'm trying to work on handstand or I'm trying to you kind mean of... like taking that and doing it at home. Yes. Some, some version of, variation yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Where, where you're identifying... Where your pose focus. Yeah. Your yeah. pose focus. Mm-hmm. Right. So that first bucket, a little bit of everything. Second bucket, focus on a region and an attribute. Third bucket, we're working backwards from a pose. Got it. Right. That, I think, takes the greatest amount of pre-existing knowledge of the practice. Right. Because you have to know yourself well enough to be like, oh, man, I'm really feeling stuck in my back bends and I want to really focus on my back bends. Right. Right? But I think when you start to do this, when you step back and you say, oh, you know, I I actually want to focus over the next month or two or three a little bit more on developing my inversions or my arm balances or my meditation or my whatever it is, then when you work backwards from that, then you, you kind of, I don't, I don't want to say it wrong, but you become kind of good at troubleshooting, right? 
you kind of become good at identifying what are the obstacles in your practice. Is it tightness in the shoulders? Is it tightness in the spine? Is it tightness in this part? Is it weakness? Right. So when you really start to focus on individual postures, it becomes, we don't want to become overly goal-oriented and make it all about the pose. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you are more focused on the pose, you, you get to know certain things about your body that you didn't know. I think it's motivating too when you're at home. Like if, you're, if you're motivated to work on a pose right now, I think there was a phase in my practice where I practiced uh, forearm balance a lot at home because I just wanted to feel it. It felt really good. And so that's really motivating. And that'll, you might think you're going to start out with a 20 minute practice and you might end up doing a 45 minute practice if you are working on something you're really excited about. And like you said, it, it just, it gives you so much information and so much feedback on in terms of what's going on in your body and what might need to strengthen a little more and what might need to open a little more. Exactly. And I think sometimes, sometimes I think we have the kind of a childish analysis about motivation and goals in yoga because we don't want to become overly materialistic about postures and make postures end goals in and of themselves. Yeah. But at the same time, it is nice to develop and acquire skill. And I think that people have the ability to work on forearm balance and focus on that pose for a period of time and still at the end of the day not be able to do it and not cry themselves to sleep. Right. I think, I you know think what, what you're sort of hinting at is like ego identification. Like yeah. We don't want to get too ego identified with, oh, wow, like I did my home practice today and I did forearm balance and I did an amazing job, right? It's like you do it, you practice it, you don't hold on to it too tightly in terms of how amazing it was or how horrible it was because it's going to shift and change. So this brings us kind of to the next and final topic, which is I think both for home practice, but also for public class. I think that one of the biggest challenges that people have to work with is when they're going through phases where they aren't developing new skills, where they aren't refining things. If you come to my class for a month, we're going to diversify the sequence, but for a month of classes, I'm more or less focused on the same couple of things Mm -hmm. because I know that this is actually how skill and depth is developed over time. Mm -hmm. You have to be consistent. You can't be inconsistent. I can't help you learn how to play this song if we only play this song one time. Sure. Right? I can't help you develop forearm balance if we only do forearm balance one time out of 90 classes. Mm -hmm. So if I want to help you develop forearm balance, I have to help you actually continue to work with that. So one of the challenges of practicing at home for some people is that they are sometimes not as consistent. So if you have a teacher that's like me that is really consistent, and I'm going to help you develop a certain skill set over time because that's what I'm going to help you focus on. If you don't have me or someone else like that and you're left to your own devices, you might not make the same amount of progress because you might be bouncing around from focus to focus to focus to focus. I think that a primary reason why people struggle with their home practice is because they don't have the consistency and they don't have the plan or this sense of, you know what, 
no matter what I focus on, no matter what I do for the next month in my practices, in every single one of my practices, I'm going to include forearm balance. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's so many ways to do this. It's all about consistency. Building and acquiring skills is all about consistency over time. Mm -hmm. You know, some people have more raw talent than other people with certain things, and we all have different characteristics and attributes. But a characteristic of someone that is excellent at something is they've done that thing a countless amount of times, right? Okay, so let's let's just back up. Yeah. So we talked about choosing what to focus on. You gave us three options. Yes. And now we're going to talk about that feeling, and I think you're kind of alluding to this, but I'm just going to make it really clear. Please. The feeling that people have that they're not developing the skills or depth that they want in their home practice. Yes. And so your suggestion is to like, if you have a teacher who is sort of has a monthly focus the way you do and your teachers do, then you could have a monthly focus in your home practice as well. We have the different options, and then, but then we have certain challenges. And one of the common challenges that people face in home practice is kind of consistency and motivation and kind of feeling like you're not making progress. Mm-hmm. So if that is a challenge that you're focusing on, if you do feel like, man, I just feel stifled, I feel like everything is monotonous and I'm just doing the same things and... In, in my, anywhere. Yeah. I'm not, I'm okay. just kind of spinning my wheels at this point. I'm, another way of thinking about it is we've been on a plateau for a period of time, mm-hmm. right? Then if that's the situation, then at that point, you probably want to be a little bit more focused on what you are trying to develop mm-hmm. and be more consistent with it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just identify whether it's forearm balance, handstand, a deeper backbend, a 10-minute sit instead of a three-minute sit. Mm-hmm. What we identify as something that we're working towards doesn't have to be a harder posture. That's just an easier example, Mm -hmm. right? There's one more quick concept that we can conclude with, which is I identify over the long period of time of having a home practice that I go through phases that are more dedicated to maintenance in other phases that are more focused on development and growth, Mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like there are some days all we're doing is email. That's like maintaining life. Mm -hmm. But that's not a content planning phase, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing is depending on how long you've been practicing and what's happening in your life, you might just need a maintenance practice. Don't worry about developing new poses. Don't worry about being on a plateau. Just be happy, good God, that you have something to keep you halfway sane and regulated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus other periods of time where you're like, oh, things are pretty good in my life right now. And you know what? I would like to have a deeper backbend. Yeah. And then start to think like, okay, well, if I want to have a deeper backbend, what are the steps of doing that? Well, that probably means focusing a little bit more specifically on your backbends for a period of time. Mm Mm-hmm. The final thing is we just have to be sensible with what role is our home practice playing at this phase of our life Mm -hmm. and be sensitive and realistic in different phases of our life. We're going to need the yoga practice to stay on an even keel. Other times, maybe we're a little bit more liberated to 
get in there and and try to un- uncover something that we don't already know how to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. We'll go out and have fun with your home practice. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thank you.